Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Well, how about that? The Bulls stunned the Grizzlies. They were down 23 at one point, come back to win the game. I wrote them off. I turned over to the women's basketball game and looked at ESPN. I saw they were winning. Couldn't believe it. Bulls beat the Grizzlies. Now they basically are locked into a play-in spot. They need one more thing to happen. We'll tell you what that is. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls, here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench mob member and Tennessee Vol, C.J. Watson. CJ, that was a really good game from the Bulls responding to adversity. Like I said, I wrote them off. Big win at a good time. Yeah, it came big. You know, they have some more. They have some more. They're showing us that they have some more fighting them. Uh, definitely down 14 or 15 points. And coming back to get a win at home is definitely big for their confidence. Yeah, and the Pat Bev effect is still real. Kobe White talked about that <laughs> after, after the game. And, man, he's playing at a really, really high level. It's going to make for an interesting conversation here in the coming weeks. Before we dive into any of our conversation, I'm going to tell you about our friends, betonline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything March Madness and NBA this year. From the Final Four National Championship to the NBA playoffs, BetOnline is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, scores, news, and podcasts, you can find everything at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Major League Baseball is also underway. If you're crazy enough to bet on the Cubs and the White Sox to win the World Series, be my guest. You can bet on all of that at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V to get that bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. By the way, I'm declaring my Twitter at Dansby Swanson Stan account because he is red hot right now for the Cubs. Who are not red hot right now. They dropped the series to the Brewers. Anyway, also, we have an official t-shirt of our show. I actually wore it today. I'm proud of myself for remembering to wear it. Jordan nice. Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, <laughs> shop.believe.com. There is a lot of great stuff there as well. I just got some stuff in the mail today that I will debut on Thursday. Mm-hmm. May or may not be a new coffee cup I didn't need. All of that at the Believe Shop. It's a great way to support all the shows on the network. But this is our official t-shirt. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. If you want one, the link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. So as I said, Bulls come back. They were down 23 at one point. They won the game by 21, 128 to 107. This was not like they came back and won at the buzzer. They came back from 23 down and won convincingly. It's what we've been calling for for the last 75 games. It's happening. For this to be happening right now to have the most exciting win of the year, in my opinion, they're rolling. They look good. Yeah, they look real good. Like you said, coming down and showing the fight. Um, uh, everyone getting involved, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, uh, bench was uh, great, played with a lot of energy. I felt like uh, Kobe White is still playing at a high level. Um, and uh, I, I just think for, for me personally, I think it's got to find some more scoring from that point guard, two guard slot uh, spot. And uh, with Pat Bev and 
uh, Caruso. So I think once they figure that out, you know, try to uh, even out the scoring there, I think that they'll be they'll be fine and uh, you know look to make some noise in the playing tournament. Yeah, Caruso still dealing with that foot. I think that's kind of bothering him a little more than he might be letting on. Yeah. But he's he's Alex Caruso. He's gonna want to be right. out there. He, right. he could ha- his foot could be falling off, and he'll want to be out there. Like that's his type yeah. of mentality. So he's looking fine. I think all things considered. But I agree a little more production on the offensive end. If you can get if you can get it done on the defensive end, yeah. you can help yourself in a lot of ways. Your your Vols knew about that this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Defense helps, and you know that from playing for Tibbs too. Yeah, yeah. It only takes you so far, though. You got to be able to score right. the ball. You know, nowadays in basketball, you don't want to put the pressure or that much pressure on your big three on uh, Vooch and Demar and Zach. So just want to try to give him a little bit of scoring just to ease a little bit of that pressure. And that's what Kobe White's been doing. He is playing really well on both ends of the floor. He's proving to be a really good passer. That's something he focused on this offseason. And, you know, defense is coming along as well. And he even said playing with Patrick Beverly is going to help you with that. He's been in his ear. He dropped 19 points. He was plus 18, eight for 13 from the floor, two for five from three. He also had six rebounds and four assists. He's proving he can do it all. It just makes that yeah. discussion about his contract situation even more interesting for a team that's looking for shooting. You have it in your backyard if you want to go get it. Oh, yeah, it's right. It's right there. You know, and he's definitely showing you that he's capable. Uh, to me, the biggest highlight is his rebounds. Uh, he's you know showing he can rebound the basketball and be a playmaker. Uh, finishing in transition, which I love uh, that he that he did uh, yesterday. So it's definitely a good sign, and uh, the Bulls front office is going to have a, a big task uh, to decide if they want to keep him or not. And you got four games to really figure it out before the play-in. So here's the scenarios going into yesterday. We were trying to decipher this before we started recording, so I'm just going to say screw it and read it anyway. <laughs> so yesterday the Bulls needed what felt like a million things to happen, and 900,000 of them happened. So this is the scenarios going into yesterday. The Bulls would be locked into a play-in game. If they won, check. If the Nets won, check. A Wizard loss, check. A Pacers loss, check. And an Orlando loss. Well, the Magic won their game. So as I understand it now with four games left, if I'm reading that right, if the Magic lose or the Bulls win, they're in. So they're not quite locked into a playoff spot or play-in spot. But it's close enough to where we can start maybe looking ahead a little bit as we can. The players can't. They're going to stay one game at a time. We can maybe start looking ahead a little bit and start thinking, okay, there's going to be a few more games after game 82. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You definitely got to stay locked in as a player. You don't want to look too far ahead of the schedule uh, and just, you know, just take it for what it's worth. And uh, you have a chance to get that 10 spot and uh, maybe more, uh, maybe nine. So just go in and just keep playing this brand of basketball that you're playing. And and the most important thing, just win games. You know, that's the biggest thing right now is just winning these games. Now I want you to be honest with me because I hear this all the time. I hear it a lot when I covered college and the NCAA tournament, we take it one game at a time. We're not looking ahead. Yeah. This time of year, (laughs) if you're on that border there, you watching the standings. Uh, for sure. Yeah. You definitely are watching the standings. Like I said, if you don't win these games, you know, you could be out of that playing spot, uh, you know, getting ready for a vacation with your family. So you definitely want to keep playing, uh, but take it one, one game at a time if you can, you know, but like I said, just stay focused on that and stay focused on playing a good brand of basketball, being confident and uh, everyone just playing their role right now. So despite the coach speak, there is a balance there in terms of like, you can look ahead a little bit if you want, but you got to keep your eye on the ball. Right. For sure. Yeah. There's always a balance. You always look ahead, you know, it's just human nature. I mean, we try to, Stay focused on the present, but you know the future is is so uncertain. So you always want to you know try to look forward to that future. 
I covered Porter Moser for five years and I could not get him to even break a little bit. I'm looking ahead a little more. I was like, no, we're staying focused. We're played Miami. Yeah, yeah. We're going to play Tennessee next. We're locked in on them. Like, you can't tell me you're not looking ahead a little bit. Yeah. He's like, no, we're locked yeah. in. I'm like, all right, it's coach speak. Like I am, right, yeah. I, I say I'm, I'm bilingual. I'm fluent in English and coach speak and sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. So like, I got a few and I got a few clubs in my bag, but right, yeah. <laughs> like, for us, we can look ahead. Like right now there's Atlanta and Milwaukee coming up back to back. It's not going to be easy to get to 500 right now. They're two games under. Yeah. I want to get back to 500, but yeah. if they don't, they don't. They're gonna, you're basically locked into a play-in spot. I want them to be 500 going into the play-in. You know, ifs and wants were candy and nuts, whatever. The ifs and buts were candy and nuts, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, at least go be competitive like this. And the fact that they're not quitting and they're coming yeah. back from these big games, that bodes well when you're going up against tough competition in the coming days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But definitely want to, you know, you want to shore that up, I think, a little bit. Uh, try not to get down so much in the oh, first Oh, please don't quarter. do another 20-point yeah. comeback in the coming yeah, days. You You're going to wear yourself yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that, especially in playoff basketball and in the playing tournament, really, because that, that one game you can be down by 20, and next thing you know, right. you try to come back, you can't come back. So uh, you don't want to get used to coming back. Uh, it's definitely great that they came back and fall back, but you want to try, you know, shore that up, come out, be aggressive from the start, and can't let that carry you up for 48 minutes. Four games left. They're home against Atlanta Tuesday, second half of a back-to-back in Milwaukee on Wednesday on national TV. You know how much I love when they play on national TV. Then they come back. They, I'm sorry. They go to Dallas on Friday and play the Mavericks who interesting situation ongoing. And then they close out the season at home against Detroit. One note on the Mavericks from Shams said today on FanDuel, he said that Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving might be shut down for the rest of the season. He's hearing that's a possibility. Don't know if it's going to happen but it sounds like that's going around that that might happen. So if that's the case, the one I see them losing is Milwaukee and I'll happily be wrong. They've done it to me three times this year. I'll happily be wrong if they beat Milwaukee, but three and one to close out the year. Guess what? You're over 500. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where, that's right where you want to be. Um, For me, like I said, I don't really care about the record uh, going into the playing tournament. I just want them to be playing confident, be playing a good brand of basketball, Uh, everyone, you know, contributing offensively and defensively and uh, just everyone just playing their role. And like I said, just going to that play-in tournament, you know, having belief in their their system and and what works and what doesn't work and going in there and win two games. Actually, I can't do math. Three and one gets them to 500, by the way. I was a communications (laughs) major. I can't do math. It's the old joke about journalism (laughs) major. You can't do math. But, you know, I want to – I wish I was wanting 500 for, you know, monetary gain and, like, I had a bet on the over-under wins. It's a pride thing. I just want to just get to 500. No, no yeah. under 500 years. Cause that's going to be one of those things you hear about. Oh, they finished under 500. It's a, it's a narrative thing. I just don't want to hear about it. You know, yeah. I, it, I get tired of hearing that stuff. It's been an up and down year. I don't, don't end on the down of, Oh, they were under 500, but they made the play in tournament. They were still under 500. There's yeah. a balance you've got to find. And I just don't want to hear the nonsense part of it. Yeah, it's always hard, you know, when you get under 500 and then go to the playing tournament and make it to the playoffs, and you know, and and then lose the first round. You always have, I always have that talk, but you know, like I said, I think just playing that good brand of basketball, being confident, uh, moving the ball from side to side, you know, um, and and just trying to, you know, kind of really get Vooch going so he can be confident going into the playoffs because you're really going to need him going into the playoffs. Oh yes, oh yes, and like I said, they're in the driver's seat here. They basically control their own destiny. Go win, or I guess hope for a magic loss if you want, and you're in. So then you're going to keep yeah. playing after game 82. And I want to look ahead a little farther, like bigger picture, because there's a new collective bargaining agreement coming down the road that we want to talk about. They announced this deal at 3 o'clock in the morning Saturday. So that was about midnight out by you, but by, yeah. by me. 
the tweet came over at two o'clock in the morning. I was wondering when my phone was blowing up at 2 a.m. with notifications from Shams and Woj because a new CBA is coming down the pipe. And there's a lot of changes here. Shams laid it out pretty well at The Athletic. Everything that's coming down the pipeline, there's a lot to it. And it's a mixed bag. I feel like there's a lot of good. This in-season tournament, let's start there. It's going to be an in-season tournament beginning in 2023-24. That's next season. Winning team gets $500,000 per player. The championship's going to be played at a neutral site. Woj said Vegas is an option, so you might be able to go to that. But the idea of an in-season tournament, to me, they do it in the WNBA. I think it's entertaining, to say the least. For the NBA, from a player's standpoint, what do you think? Wait, did you say 500000 per player, the winning yeah, team? Yeah, 500000 per player is what it says here. Sheesh, that's a lot of money. But hey, <laughs> uh, I wish I was playing now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. But I think it's great. You know, uh, it's good, definitely going to be good for the for the sport, for the brand of basketball uh, to, con- to continue to grow. Um, and like, like I said, I know the women do it, uh, and they have a lot of fun with it, and uh, it's, it's a bigger incentive for them to make more money because uh, their contracts aren't as big as the NBA players. But I definitely think it's something – to continue, like I said, just the brand of basketball and, and uh, be more competitive uh, for the players. And if they can bring this neutral site thing to other cities too, I think that would be good. Yeah. I still want a team back in Seattle. I'm not going to shut up about that, but yeah. um, that's in the past, I guess. But that might be coming. <laughs> you never know. But there's more to this. The in season tournament is one of the like on the court things too. Off the court, it's interesting because NBA players are going to be allowed to invest in NBA and WNBA teams. And there's a equity firm involved in that NBA PA is going to be involved. There's also going to be players going to be able to promote or invest in betting and cannabis companies. And on that same note, players are no longer going to be penalized for using marijuana and you've got to play 65 games to be eligible for the MVP and all NBA teams. Players attending the combine are going to need to undergo physical exams. And there's a bunch of salary cap stuff that I'm not going to get into right now because it's a lot of inside baseball and it it's for us. We'd understand it, but the average listener, I'm not sure they grasp it all and we only have so much time on the show right. too. so the one i want to point to and this is going to tie into something we talk about later in the show investing in nba and wnba teams that sounds really good for for the wnba yeah i think so yeah i think it's uh it's big for players to be able to uh tap in in some of that wealth and be able to invest in teams maybe the team that they play for but also maybe other teams that they've maybe always been a fan of and also WNBA, I think it's a great way to grow women's sports again. And uh, I definitely know if I was playing, I would definitely want to invest in a, a WNBA team. I love basketball. Uh, you know, one day, hopefully maybe I'll be a, a minority owner of some team or maybe a GM. So I definitely think it's pretty cool that they have the option to do that if they want to. That's a tease right there. But, hey. but you know, the idea of this, LeBron James, let's use the example of LeBron James. If he wants to invest in the LA Sparks. Could you imagine yeah. how much more exposure the LA Sparks are going to get because LeBron James is a part owner? Like that's just yeah, the first example sure. that comes to mind. That's not the only one I'm thinking of. That's yeah, the yeah. biggest name in one of the biggest markets, I'd say. Yeah, it's going to definitely help grow the women's game. And uh, I know that they've been complaining about maybe not having as much support from the NBA and stuff like that. But now I think they're going to get it. And I think, uh, you know, just NBA players in general always support WNBA, but it's now it's going to be on a whole other scale with them being able to invest and be able to see their, put their money where their mouth is and actually, you know, go out and support these women. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that even in Chicago, let's say DeMar wants to get in with the sky or something or something, yeah. that's just first thing that comes to mind. Again, I'm just yeah, yeah. hypotheticals here. I'm going off the top of my head. Like right. it's really good for the women's game. And you mentioned it earlier, like growing the women's game. 
you just saw the women's final four turn in the biggest viewership numbers it's ever had. And I know, cause I wrote yeah. the story, like right. <laughs> it's, everybody's tuning in and women's sports are huge. I mean, my, my sister is a female athlete. You've got a daughter who's a female athlete. Like yeah. it's, it's growing fast. And this is a huge way to take that next step and, you know, increase payrolls and, you know, yeah. charter flights, all this yeah. stuff to me. And it, it's a lot bigger picture than that. Like I'm over yeah. or I'm oversimplifying it right now. Yeah. But this is the first of many steps to grow the women's game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, there's just so many things that the women's game doesn't have that the men's game has. And uh, we need to get the women's game there, I think. And this is, like I said, just a little stepping stone to getting them there and getting, uh, you know, all the women, you know, excited about, and not just women, but men excited about watching women's sports, but not just watching, but supporting them, you know, being there, being an advocate for them. And I think that's what uh, more NBA players need to do. And this is not the biggest thing, in my opinion, from the CBA. It's really big. Don't get me wrong. But the biggest one to me, the one that's going to make like the biggest impact, you hear a lot about load management right now. Look, Kawhi Leonard is the biggest example right now. They held him out of the second half because he was, what was it? He wanted to play in the second half of the back-to-back, so they held him out the second half because of the knee. Players now have to play 65 games to be eligible for the major league awards. Salute. And that includes WNBA or WNBA. I'm on wrong part. It includes the MVP and the all NBA teams, like all these awards, you've got to play 65 games to be eligible for. Yeah. And I went back through just a quick look like at Giannis and Jokic. They played more than 65 games to be eligible for those outside of the pandemic years, which were weird. But what do you think of that? Having to play so many games to be eligible for MVP? I think it's great. You know, you definitely want to be awarded. I mean, you can't be awarded, you know, even if you are killing it in the, 50, 60 games you play, you got you want you got to be out on the court for your for your team and uh, for fans because fans want to see you play. So it's definitely an incentive because I know it's incentive in your contract. You know, if you get a MVP or all NBA team, it's a lot of money that they get. So you definitely want to be on the court and uh, you know trying to you know uh, make your team better, but also you know trying to get those awards. So I definitely think it's a, a great number to to be at. It's not too high, it's not too low. I feel like it's a kind of just right in the middle. I agree with that, and I have more worries about it if like. If Jokic played 63 games last year and won MVP, yeah. if Giannis played 60 games outside of the pandemic years in there, that's weird. You had shortened seasons. Those those don't count. If you had yeah. guys playing that regularly, I think this would be an even bigger deal. You haven't seen this happen. It sounds like one of those things to just kind of preventative measure is right. how I look at it. And I, I just think that's going to make the biggest impact because you're going to see some of the bigger names play even more yeah. to be eligible for those awards. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like I said, they definitely want to – being those bragging rights of being on the all NBA team or, you know, all-star team and stuff like that. So I know guys are going to play more now. They're going to uh, get their rest in the summertime, train, you know, recover like LeBron does, you know, a million dollars for recovery during the season. So I think guys are going to take it more serious and, uh, and, uh, and be on the court more. Yeah. And like I said, the other stuff here, you know, not being penalized for using marijuana, that's huge for like the drug testing program, it sounds like they've kind of started doing away with that. This is just kind of the official, Hey, we're done with it. I know what happened right. in the bubble and being able to promote or invest in betting companies. That's a big deal too. But it, I, the way I read that right now is you can have Zach Levine partner with bet online, something like right. that. Like and I'm using bet online because they sponsored the show, believe promo code, 50% welcome bonus, shameless plug. But right. <laughs> you know, you can have those types of deals to me and how that, you're going to have people say our game's going to be rigged because you've got guys partnering with these betting companies. I don't know if you're going to see that. I don't think it's yeah, going to get I to hope that not. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen eight men out too many times too, but right, yeah, <laughs> if it gets to, it gets to that point, then they definitely have to probably cut it back. But I don't think we've seen any signs of any, 
you know, uh, scamming the games or or even, you know, refs doing it either. So uh, I think it's going to be hopefully a good thing. Just another way for, you know, the, the league to make money and for the players to make money too on the side. And there's also one more thing that's it's not in this original copy, but I just remembered it because it came up on my Twitter feed. There's going to be another two-way spot. There's three two-way uh, deals as part of the new CBA. It's, not, it's currently two. Teams are going to yeah. have another two-way contract. So you're going to have guys that can split time with the G League and the big club, and you can have those converted. That seems, when you've got these fringe prospects and guys who have benefited, Alex Caruso was the yeah. first two-way player, and look at what he's become. Austin right. Reeves with the Lakers is a two-way player who I might be targeting in free agency. That's a future discussion. Hmm. But you've got guys who can benefit from these. You add another spot like that, yeah. I think you can add even more young talent and find a diamond in the rough. Oh yeah, for sure. It's always a diamond or off in those two way in those in the G League uh, era. Uh, I was I was a product of the G League, so I definitely know uh, about that. And I think uh, just for the Bulls season this year, just with the injuries they've been going through, you know, maybe if they added another uh, two way, they could have found a, another point guard to come up here and bring him up and be able to to show him up and get some minutes for him and get some experience. And maybe he could have been a you know like you said a diamond in the rough to help the team out. Maybe we could have seen more Carly Jones. <laughs> yeah. still, I mean, I would like to see more of him down the stretch here, but if they're going to be competitive for the play and this is not the time to start playing your young players, but yeah, it's good to have, like, if somebody gets hurt, he can shoot the ball, he can pass, but, yeah, yeah. you know, during the year, if you had that other spot, you don't have to risk burning a two-way deal. If you have three, you can give him a big contract if you want him up on the big club full time, and you can add right. someone else to a two-way contract. Like, I think it's going to be bigger for the the G league guys that you hear about and maybe they stay at the G league and cause they don't have the spot. You're going to have a spot now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's always, like I said, good to give them that exposure. Uh, their dream is always playing the, it's to play in the NBA and you know, that you can help them accomplish that dream and they're good enough. You know, you got to definitely sign them and give them that experience. Now, just to clarify here, the CBA is not approved yet by the owners and whatever. It sounds like it's going to be, it sounds like just a formality, like the fact that they have the deal in place before the deadline, like, that bodes yeah. well, and based on Woj and Shams' reporting, it, it sounds like a formality that it has to be approved by everybody. But I'm right. I'm excited to see how this is. It seems like one of those landmark CBAs where you're going to have a lot of changes. Some have a lot of changes, some don't. And it does get a little too in the weeds with some of the business side. That's why I didn't talk about the salary cap stuff. That's When, it, when we cross that bridge, if we run into that down the road, we'll talk about it. But it's way too long-winded for a 25-30 minute show. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> all in all, I'm happy with this deal. Not too big a changes like how baseball's done with all their rules that I have my thoughts on. But right. <laughs> it's it's good changes where I think it's going to improve things. And that that in-season tournament is going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's definitely good uh, for the game of basketball just to grow the brand business uh, aspect of it. And like I said, just continuing to create more business owners uh, as, as athletes and uh, just investing in, in the people and the product. Definitely, especially in the W. I like seeing the growth of women's sports, women's basketball in particular. And we saw that in a big way this weekend. That's what I want to wrap up with. Because I we've, I feel like we both have thoughts on this. We're kind of in lockstep, I feel like, with the <laughs> Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese situation. So let, let's back up here for anyone who somehow missed the women's final four. <laughs> really fun end of the tournament, I feel like. And yeah. I mean, the viewership numbers were through the roof. Like You had a peak of, I think, 6 million watching Iowa, South Carolina. Like, yeah. You had some really good games, high-level talent. Caitlin Clark is one of the best players on the planet, mentor women. Yep. Angel yep. Reese is a great player as well. I think she was up there for All-American. I think she was consensus All-American as well. They're also two of the best trash talkers in the game. Like yeah. This is important here. They're two <laughs> great trash talkers. And 
you know, it's all over Twitter. Angel Reese did the You Can't See Me yeah. to Caitlin Clark, and people are calling it, you know, classless on Sportsman Like. I don't have a problem with this. It's very similar. We talked about it literally last week. Pat yeah. Bev called LeBron James too small. Thereafter, he got a, he got his own medicine because he had a bad game. He got called too small by Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. Now, Caitlin Clark yeah. did the You Can't See Me to Louisville in the Elite Eight. So, to me, I don't have a problem with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. I think, uh, you know, people forget that, you know, basketball is, you know, pretty much brought on by trash talking, you know, in our, right. in, the, in the, in the basketball culture, you know, when you play in the inner city or whatever you play in the playground, trash talking is a part of the game. As long as it doesn't get physical to where you're fighting and things like that. Um, you always have, you know, your, your good and bad moments, but you always have your chance to get back at the other person, you know, and I think uh, the, the stuff was just taken out of, out of context. I think, I feel like in a, and it's always two double standard when women talk trash, they, they can't do it or they're aggressive or, you know, they're, uh, um, a whole bunch of different names or whatever. So, but I think it's definitely, uh, they should let them play, let them trash talk as a part of the game. You know, don't be offensive. Don't take it offensive. And uh, I think uh, maybe one part where Angel Reese maybe did go too far where she was like kind of just walking towards Caitlin Clark and pointing to her finger. And, you know, that was probably too far. Um, but I, I agree with all the the taunting and trash talking. It makes the game fun. It makes it makes you for wanting to watch it more. And uh, it, like, it makes you not want to lose because <laughs> you, you don't want to get trash talked about. You want to do the trash talking. So I definitely think it's a part of the game and it's definitely double standard, uh, you know, but uh, I think it's uh, definitely makes the game fun. People just are, are just too sensitive. I feel like. I love it. Cause one of the things we love about Patrick Beverly is that he talks trash. And I've yeah. been, I mean, I've been looking forward to talking about this since this happened. Like it's too much to put on Twitter in the, yeah. the space that you have. And in writing, you, I, the way I write, I'm long-winded. There's no way all I can right. put all this into a post. But, right. you know, they talk about Caitlin Clark did this during the Elite Eight against Louisville. And everybody says, oh, wow, LSU won the game. Why is she taunting him? I would like to point out, Iowa won that game 97 to 83 yeah. over Louisville. So they knew the game was won and she still did this. Like, great. Talk your right. trash. Fine. You're winning the game. LSU, yeah. Angel Reese is one of the best trash talkers in women's college basketball. I was looking forward to this coming in. Like, you know, you've got... Caitlin Clark talking her trash, Angel Reese talking right. hers. I was more excited about that than the game itself, right? Honestly, yeah. so yeah, Angel Reese did it right back, and yes, LSU won convincingly. I have zero problems with this. If Caitlin Clark didn't do it against Louisville, I think it'd be a different spin on it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. what did she, did she do anything? No, she did it first. I love right. it. I think, it, and you got a lot of people talking about women's basketball too. I love that. I don't the discussion. It is what it is. You got yeah. people talking about women's basketball right now. It's yeah, yeah. From a PR standpoint, I took a PR class in college. I'm like, I still remember all of it. Right. You got it out there. Like this yeah. is yeah. I have zero problem with it. I think they're two great players that are very competitive. And I just go back to last week. We talked about Patrick Beverly doing the same thing, having the same thing happen. Nobody had an issue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like I said, karma comes back around and Pat Bev did to LeBron and now. You know, a couple of days later, he got the same treatment, you know, when guys did it to him and there was no hard feelings. I don't feel like, you know, it's just part of the game. Um, I think with the women's aspect, a lot of it has to do with race, which I don't like to bring up. But, um, you know, it could be it could be that. But I think, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's just part of the game. Trash talking. People are just too sensitive. You need to get over it and, and just move on. I, I don't think the woman had any hard feelings towards it. You know, Caitlin Clark is a great player. She knows if she would have won, she probably would have did the same thing. So I think. You know, she didn't have any hard feelings after the game. Definitely mad that she lost, but I don't think she was, you know, even any bitter about it than she was if she would have did it on the other hand. So, 
if you dish it, you got to take it. And I yeah, think both, sure. I think both players do. I think it's all just part of the game. Yeah. And I'm just glad we were able to talk about this and air this out. Cause that's a really big discussion point, right? Yeah. Now. yeah for sure. I, yeah. If they weren't two great players. If it was someone you'd never heard of, maybe the right. conversation's different. You've got the two best players on the two best teams playing in the top game in women's basketball. Yeah. No problem with it. I, congratulations to LSU on their first mm-hmm. national championship. Caitlin Clark, I want on the Chicago Sky. I want the Sky to lose every freaking game next year to go get Caitlin <laughs> Clark. Like I'm on the I'm full on tank, right. and I'm I'm all in. But you know, going back to the Bulls here, real quick, play in hopes they're coming up. They're they're close. They're close to the play in tournament. Gonna see what happens here on Thursday, and we're for a Friday show, I should say. And we're gonna be getting ready for play in basketball and. You know, we're going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus, and buy your shirt. I wore it today. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. Links in my bio. This is a really nice shirt. It's getting warmer around Chicagoland and in Illinois. CJ, we're going to have more fun later in the week, and we're not going to have as much business stuff to talk about with CBA. We're going to be looking ahead, hopefully, just going to knock on wood here, talk about the play-in tournament, maybe some playoffs. Yeah, hopefully the Bulls, you know, come through and close out this four game, uh, four games on a win streak and uh, go confident to the playoffs, playing tournament. Keep this thing rolling and no more yeah. twenty point comebacks, please. Not yeah, now. Yeah. It was fine no, before. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. Not uh, now. We'll, we'll see everybody back here on Friday. Enjoy the week of basketball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.